one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the 50th episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. <laughs> insert some like trumpet cool trumpet shit there cool yeah trumpet shit and like a whoopee cushion noise too to keep us humble <laughs> <laughs> the humble whoopee cushion uh it's the podcast where we delve into those salty salty minds of the magic the gathering community find the saltiest posts the saltiest stories we can find put them in our mind card and bring them back up to you our listeners, our dear prospectors out there. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hello, hello, hello. 50 episodes. 50 50 big ones. Can you guys believe it? Honestly, no. (laughs) Never doubted for a second, actually. So yeah, I definitely doubted. I didn't doubt. Tony, you doubted? (laughs) I, I, I thought... That we were gonna have fun and like keep doing a little bit, but I I really didn't think like a community has been created yeah. around salt, and yeah, I dude. love it. <laughs> like it's real. It's not just like us talking to ourselves and our ten friends who listen. Like we've got like <laughs> you know forty friends who listen, and that feels good. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Not only that, like a community full of like really cool people that I love and like to chat with and love to like hang out with and spend time with, like. If we haven't plugged the Discord in a while, the Discord is fucking great, guys. It like, it's really, really good. <laughs> it fills me with so much joy. It's the best. But yeah, 50 episodes. Fucking crazy. We 50. started recording episode one. I think it was like almost a, a calendar year ago. I was going to say, it's like almost now, which makes sense because there's 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> we yeah. do an episode a week. so <laughs> And, and we, we recorded our first three episodes and released them in the span of like three days. Like we recorded them yeah. over a couple of weeks. Mm. So I think we started like their first episode came out on July 11th last year. I looked it up. Have That's we crazy. missed a week? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We haven't missed a week. No. I think we didn't. We purposefully skip like one holiday week around Christmas mm. or something. No, but we learned that we should skip Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the downloads were poor that day. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot Everyone of people turning on the howling turkey. salt mine while while tucking into some stuffing and, and gravy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey grandma, gather around. Listen to these guys talk about scrotums and salt. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> people had, had plenty of salt that day. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh man. But yeah, fucking crazy, guys. I can't believe it. Yeah, so this is the podcast where we talk about salt and um, Sam. Wait. Yes. For all those who didn't learn on the previous 49 episodes, you got to do it for me. You got to tell me what salt, baby. Salt is frustrations in the game. Hey, said it. I feel like we need a shirt that on the front says salt is and on the back it just says frustrations in the game. Not a horrible idea. Yeah, salt is when there's a, a power imbalance at the table, when somebody was deceitful during a rule zero conversation, you know, maybe they're bringing a CDH deck and trying to pub stomp, uh, or maybe it's just, you know, kind of a mismatch. Maybe they they said, well, it's not that kind of Urza deck, but it, you know, kind of was that kind of Urza deck. Salt is all of these things. <laughs> um, you know, salt can be anything from a little bit of a grumble at the table from an opponent all the way to somebody throwing cards and slamming the table and kicking a deck box out the door. It's a pretty wide umbrella. I think we've discovered in this last year of what really fits into that designation of salt. Yeah. We've had all sorts of descriptions from that to Mario Kart to like random other video games. That's one of my favorite ones. I think one of them was like, 
when you get hit with a blue shell. Yeah, that was it. That's exactly it. And that's You're in first huge. place, about to go over the finish line. Somebody hits you with a blue shell, and you go from first to eighth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so fucking awful, dude. I'm mad just thinking about that. Honestly, have you guys heard of the speed run category for Mario Kart, where you have to get a blue shell? Yes. Throw it, and then get hit by that blue shell that you threw. Yeah. Oh my it's god, no! But so that's fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you need to, I think the timing is such that you have to like get the blue shell, like drop into last place is usually how people do it because that increases your chances of getting a, a blue shell. Get the blue shell, get up into second place and be like on the cusp of overcoming and, and hitting first and then you launch the shell and get hit by it. And then it's like, how fast can you beat the the game? Just Or how fast can you beat that track just with your driving skill after you accomplish that like first step? What fucking masochist invented that as a concept? <laughs> Probably someone that did it by accident and was like, yeah, that's a speedrunning category now. Yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> well, speaking of speedrunning, should we speedrun all of our content? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do a speedrun of this episode. <laughs> it's an any percent. I think we'll allow glitches. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Category oh, is. <laughs> yeah. So episode 50. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to be dipping back into our own salty, salty mine of this show. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite posts, some of the funniest episode titles that we've made and just kind of like chatting about inside jokes and things like that. And, um, be a little trip down memory lane we're gonna we're gonna revisit some old salty stories see if we still feel the same way and uh yeah i'm just kind of gonna see where it takes us guys hell yeah baby so let's let's go in like the way back machine <laughs> i do like the way back machine <laughs> and i think you brought this one up tony so why, why don't you, you you mentioned this one before we uh hit the record button so why don't you hit this up so before we started, I was like looking through a bunch of different things as we were like talking about what we wanted to do. And recently, we definitely have been talking about speech plays a bunch. Like in our pod, like <laughs> we had an episode where we talked about speech plays a bit. And like we claim that I make a bunch of speech plays. It's you a do. lie. Uh, it's a total lie. Don't listen you to do. him. Conniving um, bastard. And so <laughs> I was very pleasantly surprised when I was like looking around at the episode titles, which are amazing. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that alone, like just episode titles are great. I don't know how many people like are into them, but I am. <laughs> so let it be known. Yeah, our episode title scheme is like we we like try hilarious. to pick three things and relate one to each of the three stories that we talk about. But generally it ends up being like two things related to the actual stories and then one just like funny thing that is a joke for only us <laughs> <laughs> but it's also morphed over time you know like it used to be like only about the episodes and then it got it like one of them's like bacon is in the title <laughs> we because talk about we talk bacon. about bacon for <laughs> yeah. like 15 yeah, that's episode 18. we talk about bacon a lot in episode <laughs> and I'm 18. so into it um so hit us with this one tony what's the title yeah, so this is from hsm 12 three on one speech plays and net decking mm. and i just like actually laughed out loud when i <laughs> saw it because i was like oh i must know what that speech plays post was because i don't remember it at all i'm just curious <laughs> i can read that post hell yeah let's baby. do it fucking lay it on me this one came to us from user lock on 007 fucking great game and or sorry Fucking great, great game and great name. <laughs> great actually, game. <laughs> actually, 007 is a great game. So uh, I misspoke, but it is correct. Like Goldeneye you're talking? Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know. And the post title was, Why the Hesitancy for Bluffing and Mind Games? And the post goes, Hey, friends, wanted to chat and pick the brains of the folks around here. I've noted a noticeable disdain or lack of usage for bluffing and politicking in my EDH circle, both online and in person. This doesn't seem to track with me as a multiplayer format. The ability to politic and use speech to influence outcomes is such an amazing idea to me and probably one of the defining features of the format. So why the resilience for it? It's an advantage that literally costs nothing. It's absolutely free and has no downside whatsoever. The worst they can do is say no. In which case you weren't any worse off than you already were. 
some of my favorite speech plays, bluffing a removal when someone swings at you, bluffing a counterspell, informing the table that you can remove something on someone's board during another player's turn. This is a favorite of mine because it opens up so many cool lines of play. Highlighting a threat and asking if it prevents XYZ interaction. Negotiating for a 1v1 if someone is about to eliminate you, i.e. ask for grace in exchange for focusing down a third player. All of these have like a 15% success rate depending on your charisma level, but at no cost. I definitely remember this now to a degree. Yeah. Uh, and I know like the gist of what we said before, but I think what we missed is that my charisma level is just 99 <laughs> apparently. Oh so God. like y'all are just fucking scrubs and you yeah, don't know how to like do 99 do. out of 10,000 or something. <laughs> if we're going with like Pathfinder rules though, your your deception skill is really high, but your diplomacy <laughs> skill is rock bottom. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> 100 uh, percent. it's just funny how this is like turned from like definitely a post that we talked about that i didn't remember at all to like something that we meme about this all the time when yeah, we're playing we... now like literally every game this is now our way of calling someone out for trying to like do something political we're like yeah. uh-oh he's making a speech play yeah, like, that's a speech play there, yeah there's something about the term speech play that just like feels good brings so much joy to me like it it's it's kind of like silly, but it is an accurate way of like describing <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> it cuts to this real thing. Yeah, where you're like, you're making a play with your speech, you know? It's just, it's just such a, like the phrasing of it is just so funny to me where <laughs> we, I'd say weekly during our games, we say speech play like all the time. If someone's trying to get too political and it's like not, not going over well, we're like speech play, speech play. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. One of my favorites is when we use it like <laughs> derisively, yeah. like someone does something and then gets completely hosed by trying to say something and everyone is like, aha, a speech play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like They really, really tried to pull that one off, but it did not work out for them. Well, it's kind of become this way of like, just with a single phrase pointing out that you're basically saying, I think the other person is trying to manipulate you with some bullshit right now. Just by saying Tony's making a speech play or like, that's a speech play. That's a speech play. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite recent moments. I think that like happened. I think you said it about me. I said it about somebody said it about somebody. And then immediately somebody else was like, but that was a speech play. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like it's also in like such a nice way, like cut a lot of the salt. I feel like, again, it, it's kind of weird, but we've somehow gotten a little bit saltier as of late. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've been really like this salty is like an easy. As soon as somebody says that, I, I, we all just start laughing, you know, yeah. like it's like such a pleasant thing. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this stuff now? I mean, I, I like some of these speech plays that Lock On 007 mentions. Bluffing removal when someone swings at you, bluffing a counterspell. I feel like those are pretty tried and true informing the table that you can remove something on someone else's board, like saying, Hey, I can get rid of that on my next turn. If it comes back to me, like, I feel like that's like a pretty classic move. And then highlighting a threat and <laughs> like pointing out something that's problematic on the board at being like, Hey, Tony, doesn't that stacks piece really fuck up your deck right now? Like, I feel mm. like that is, is a classic deflection. Yeah. We do use these a lot. Totally. I think the part about this that, we objected to or i hope we objected to in the moment was that there's like no cost to it yeah. <laughs> uh there's so much a cost and and what we were just talking about really calls it out like if someone points out what you're doing you've immediately had an extreme negative impact on whatever you've tried to tried to go so if you have like a 15 yeah. percent success rate you got to look at what's happening that other 85 percent of the time it's not just like you hadn't said anything it's like people suddenly have a lot of information on what you're trying to accomplish in the game. I do like all these plays, but doing them not carefully is actually worse than not doing them in a lot of cases, I think. Well, it's the social credit, right? Like, like that's what, what we've talked about. Um, I don't know if it was back in episode 12, but we've definitely talked about it previously. You have this social credit in a game that relies on social interaction to play in a four-player game. And if you are politicking constantly and you're saying like, oh, I got a counterspell, I got a counterspell, and you do that too much, people are going to be like, no, you fucking don't. And they're just going to play, you know, if every single time uh, Tony's board is getting really big and he's like, Sam's got Alesha and a 1-1, one -one, 
uh, we're going to see through that <laughs> bullshit eventually. Um, uh, <laughs> hashtag still salty. <laughs> I think this happened earlier this week. <laughs> now when Tony, Tony like protested about something, he was like, whoa, you're coming at me. I, I was just like, I was just like, okay, you can stop with that. And he was like, okay, I will. <laughs> I just called you out so deadpan. I was like, okay, like we hear you, but actually I think this is the right move. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Enough of this. I think yeah. the the big thing here when you talk about the other 85% of the time, like likely what's happening is if you annoy people enough like they're just gonna attack you like you yeah. you become the target even like when it doesn't make sense anymore you know i feel like that's the biggest like downfall from these types of things like you make a speech play it fails and then like mike's like well i'm gonna attack you for making a speech play like, yeah i'm 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 a big fan of this i like to punish people that mess up politics it's yeah like, oh, i see you're talking a lot of shit over there i guess i'm turning all my creatures sideways at you yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think even if even if you do have like, uh, I mean, good intentions is kind of the wrong phrase here. But even if you are politicking well, I think there's something to be said for just doing it too often where, you know, if you're constantly making deals like your deals start to matter less and less, you know, like if you are bluffing all the time, obviously that is something that wears out pretty quickly. Um, if you're pointing out threats and stuff like that on the board, that's fine. But after a while, you do run the risk of like really pissing off the people who are controlling those threats. And they're just like, dude, you're like constantly blowing up my spot whenever I got some tiny piece of value on the board. You know, and, and I think that's something that we experience sometimes too, where someone will get a smothering tide or something out and people just be like, man, that's smothering tide. And it's like, there's bigger shit going on on the board than just a smothering tide. And that, that can like wear down that social credit as well. Maybe your politics kind of start to fall on deaf ears. Your speech plays. Mm. Well, shall we move on to other parts of the mine? Hit us with that, Mike. Yeah, so this one is its a little sneak peek into some of our Patreon stuff because early on we didn't realize that it was a good idea to ask people for permission to read their posts from the, <laughs> from the internet. Uh, and then someone pointed out like, are you guys really just like reading stuff without asking permission? We're like, uh oh, that's yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we, maybe we should ask. So we had this lost episode where we couldn't get permission for one of them for a really long yes. time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's up on our Patreon. So people that want to, you know, hear the other stories from this lost episode, it's up there. But one of the best stories that we loved reading, and then we were just waiting to hear about, is uh, is this I story. This one too. Okay, I'm so glad. <laughs> it's such a good story. Honestly, the only reason I didn't pick it was because I I was like, did we ever actually get permission? I could remember we did. We did. Like we did. Into our luck. tracker, our trackers. <laughs> it's the only one with permission granted. The permission granted column is a capitalized yes. <laughs> we finally did it. Permission date says we did it. <laughs> I I don't know if we have the data, but it actually was like months like four or five months or something yeah, right like months. before yeah. we actually heard back months and months somebody like logged out of reddit and never logged back in <laughs> yeah so to to just to like expand on what mike was saying so like when we kicked off this podcast we were just finding salty stories on reddit talking about them and not really thinking anything of it then when we made our launch and we posted somebody was like wow so you're just mining content from reddit not asking people for permission and doing shit you guys are like a buzzfeed like, or like yeah exactly I forget what it was they were like comparing us to some like, like content mining you know top 10 website and we we're like oof yeah our, <laughs> our first reaction was to be grumpy and then we kind of stopped and we were like you know we should reach out to these people so we started it off and just started like reaching back out to people. And, you know, it's something that some people I know who listen to the podcast are like, well, why do you ask for permission? I think it's kind of a gray area where it's like, do you have to, do you not have to? But we just think it's good manners. And, yeah. you know, every story that we read on this show, we have talked to the person who posted it. Obviously, at this point, a lot of them are just sent to us, but all the ones we find on Reddit we talk to that person. We give them a spiel for this for the show so they know what's going on. We're like, we can say your name. We don't have to. A keen listener may notice that sometimes we don't say usernames. That's probably because people are like, hey, 
don't say my name, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely not because we forget to read it. <laughs> yeah, that has never, never happened. I don't think that has <laughs> happened. I think it's happened once or twice, but I think usually we would be like, oh, wait, just say their name right now and then edit it incorrectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it still gets the app. Well, hit us with that, Mike. That That's enough uh, behind-the-scenes sausage-making. <laughs> so this story, as we mentioned, comes to us from Reddit, and the title is Guy at LGS Threw a Blight Steal at Me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh... me and a buddy were playing some random pods, and this dude with a two-grand Satoru deck pulled up and wanted to play. We played two games. I played my most competitive deck, like a $450 five-color Jota deck. I won game one with the Thassa's Oracle. Next game, guy pulls out Satoru, gets countered, pulls it out again, swings, ninjutsu's out Blightsteel, and it gets removed before damaged. He gets pissed, throws the Blightsteel at me. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the one who played the removal, and said, fuck it, and scooped. I handed the card back like a good sport. What would you guys have done? It's literally like I cannot imagine the rage you must feel to throw like a hundred dollar card at yeah. somebody. Weeping a blight steal at someone. And not even the guy who played the removal. Like yeah, not even just blindly removal. throwing a blight steal. Yeah. I love this one too, especially kind of in hindsight, because this is like one of the first perfect examples that we have of something that, you know, as Nick would say. It kind of checks all the boxes. It's like yeah. your your grade yeah. A classic salt of like yep. you're in you're in an LGS. You're playing with some random people. There's a power level mismatch, and someone gets truly upset because of like you know <laughs> yeah. some game action. And in this case, it results in just the most extreme thing of a physical expression of that rage yeah. throwing this card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so so good. It's also like this was one of the first. Posts, I'm pretty sure that we had like found like this was like very early day finds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and w- to the point that we're like, oh, like this exists on the Internet. Like <laughs> we must do this podcast because people get this fucking rage filled when they play. <laughs> and it's just like such a perfect example of, you know, everybody needs a little salt in their life. And this is <laughs> this is what I needed. <laughs> this post just just to date it, uh, this post came out in June of 2022. So this was posted like before we even were starting the podcast, like really, really early shit. Actually, here's another even deeper peek behind the screen. <laughs> this story was originally part of episode four. And for some reason, we we got permission from all the other posters. We could not track this guy down. Uh, and eventually got in contact and, and he was super nice and let us use the post, but it was to the point where we had to edit out this post and move it to a different episode and then edit in another post that we had recorded from like episode five or something. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was like this scramble where we were like, Oh my God, like this fucking post. And then that eventually became that lost episode, which were all stories where, uh, you know, for one reason or another, the person just got back to us really late. And by the time we got permission to use the story, the flow of our show had changed a little bit from our early stuff. Like it, things were just different, you know? Yeah. I have one, guys. Ooh, baby. So I don't have like a funny episode title or anything. Um, I mean, maybe I do. This is from episode six. So this is first salt confessions and a confusing mm-hmm. scoop. This is when we were lame and still like professional and not just like dicking around for the first 20 minutes of an episode. (laughs) (laughs) So we have like real titles. Yeah, these are like all content, all meat and potatoes, us talking about like... And and this is how you can resolve this with your playgroup. Which I hope <laughs> yeah. I hope we still bring some we of that. We still do that. We still do that. We definitely still do that. But this this was our first ever salty confessional. Ooh, and nice is still i think one of my favorite salty confessionals we've ever received 
Um, it is just really, really funny. So this was from Monday morning, way back when it was called Monday morning, you know, hashtag bring back Monday morning. Yeah. The real um, 30% will know that Sam really is upset by the fact that <laughs> the name yeah. Monday morning was changed. <laughs> There's an episode where I rant about that, like really hard. <laughs> is there just one? Is it just one? Is There's one just where one? you go into aggressive detail. This <laughs> yeah, one where I really get in there, but there's a lot. And this one came to us from user Humao, and the post, oh, it's so good. The post goes, there's this jerk who keeps getting into the games I'm in, and I just can't stand them. Half the time, they're just fine, funny, and engaging, and play some pretty fun decks. Then the rest of the time, they're a sulky, sullen, whiny jerk. All I do is pull lands. Well, that spell ruined my game. Wish I had a counterspell for that. Like, we get it. You don't have to comment on everything that happens. When they lose, they always comment on how they just needed to put this or that into their decks. And it's like, well, you've complained every game that you should put that card in and still haven't. <laughs> so stop complaining. They try to rush through their wins. I get it. They're nervous. And often don't stop to let people respond to things. And by the time they've done explaining, they've already gone too far to fix the issue. The problem is it's impossible to stop getting games with them because it's me. Yeah, uh, I'm the jerk. <laughs> Sorry to the other folks in Play EDH if I'm a bit insufferable. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I definitely forgot that that was what happened and that it was the person. <laughs> it's so good. This, uh, this like, started... That's a true confessional. Yeah, it this, really like, is. started our love of salty confessionals. And it, I think it is the perfectly written salty confessional. It's still my favorite one. Like, yeah. did, we didn't even... It, we didn't even call it that that yet, right? We, don't. we, we didn't did. even it's have the, the term. We, like, title. coined it in that episode. I think yeah. that's the episode where we're like, this is what this is <laughs> yeah i think i reference uh eating salty communion wafers in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and being cleansed <laughs> i fucking solving your that. sins <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this for so many reasons because <laughs> i also resonate with this super hard yeah where sometimes i we finish a game of of magic or finish like a, a night of playing and i'm like damn i was insufferable in that one game <laughs> i just got so salty and that's when i'll like text you guys big sorry <laughs> sorry, sorry <Yeah>. i'm salty <laughs> oh man that is <laughs> so so good yeah this definitely started like such a thing like we met I don't think we necessarily every episode, but like most episodes now at the end, we're always like, send it. We love a salty confessional. You know, Dude, we fucking love it. <laughs> I love a salty confessional. And and I think it's because, because there's a strength in being self-aware of your own salt. Like, I think we're all pretty aware of our own salt. I mean, we talk about it all the fucking time, so we better be right. And yeah. It does help you be a little less salty, but sometimes it also like, you know, especially in our pod, we all know exactly what triggers each other's salt. And sometimes we just like lean into it. It's like so bad. I <laughs> uh, love it, man. I do too. So I have two, but I think the next thing that I wanted to talk about at least a little bit is like some favorite episodes that we've had. Hell yeah. And so... There's a lot of different ones to like. We we had an episode with Joe Johnson, uh, which was our first like big crossover moment. It felt like first big guest. Yeah, Joe like made this post that was like he was like, "Hey, if you want to collab with me, just like shoot me a message." And I was like, "Guys, I'm gonna do it." And I like shot my shot, and he was like, "Sure, I'll come on." And we were like, "Holy shit!" I remember we all like. <laughs> came home from work early that day because he had to record at like a weird time in the middle yeah. of the day. <laughs> and I was like, we better be on at like 4 PM or whatever the fuck it was. And it was just like so intense. When we found out it was happening, I was in Italy. I wasn't even in this country. And like all of a sudden I finally get internet after like a long day of like running around doing crazy shit. And I have all these messages from Sam and Mike, like freaking out. I'm like, oh, Joe Johnson's gonna like fucking do the thing. <laughs> and at that time, we didn't have, have anything set in stone. We just like had picked a date, maybe that he would like show yeah. up. And I remember even like up to it, we were like, is he actually gonna show up? Or we oh were, my like, god, not yeah. cool. <laughs> they yeah. did, and it was super chill, and it was like fucking awesome. And it was just like a good time. Like, 
it felt so natural that like that's what felt cool about it that it's just like we're just like hanging out and chatting it's like we all just fucking like magic and we're just shooting the shit yeah it was such a cool like oh everyone has had experience with people getting grumpy in the middle of a of a magic (laughs) game you know everyone that we have on is so easy and able to talk about this because it's something that like it's not a stranger to anybody you know (laughs) also you know i think we can talk about all of our guests too but a huge shout out to the guys from pay the one mtg because they they came on they were the first we did our first guest episode right before that that was a crossover too it was a crossover we were on their show and we were and they were on ours and we (laughs) we came out of doing that crossover with them and like they're awesome and we came out and we're like you know we kind of we kind of messed up in like pitching how our show needs to run with them so like (laughs) let's let's fix all this stuff for when we have joe on (laughs) yeah for sure it was cool to have them and then joe and then when we went to magicon vegas we got to like see all of them yeah the timing was awesome yeah the timing was so perfect and then just to just to make sure everyone feels included too, like a huge shout out for all the other guests too. We like having Lua no, on was awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, Tony, especially uh, comedian. Fuck him. Doesn't respect Savala. <laughs> you mean the new Sisse player, the new top four Sisse player, comedian? Oh man. Yeah, and and Mike Carrozza, like everyone, everyone oh, dude, we've Mike. had on, all the guests we've yeah. had on, it's just been so much fun. Mike Carrozza was awesome, and MTG in quarantine, everyone's been awesome to have on. Yeah, MJ was fantastic. I, I think that's one of my favorite things that we do with the show, and and something that I want to do more of is bringing guests on and just like, you know, being able to hear other people's magic takes and stuff like that. Like everybody brings something really funny to the table. Also, massive, massive shout out to Lua for coming on and being like, hey, you guys could probably be a little more professional with you. Yeah. (laughs) She was the one who at the the beginning was like teasing us for not having show notes. And then at the end was like, you don't have like a post episode. This is our sponsors and shit like this. It was like, you guys just, what are you doing? (laughs) I feel like you you didn't, like you did know what she did, but like you didn't when yeah. you went to talk to her. <laughs> I, I like, listened to you're from like stuff on I, like, the internet. I listened to her uh, other podcast, <laughs> uh, Camp Cryptid, and and like listened to it actively and like yeah. fucking blanked when she came on. And I was like, you're from uh, because uh, I was fucking nervous. Is really that was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> but then like, at the end of that episode, it, so. she was just like, find them on Spotify, find them on this, find them on that. And yeah. we were like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, we should whoa. probably say that. <laughs> what a professional. So big ups to Lua for making us a little professional. Yeah, I mean, we really do enjoy having guests on too. So if anyone's ever like, you know, hanging out in someone's Twitch stream or something or like on a YouTube video and you see someone get super cranky, Try and try and at those creators be like, hey, you should go tell Howling Saltmine about this because we love yeah. collaborating with people. Hell yeah. Yes, please. That is that is such a good call, Mike. I would love that. I fucking love that. But uh to go full circle there, like the Joe Johnson episode was one of my favorite episodes personally. But then there's two other episodes that were my favorite episodes as well, because you can have as many favorites as you want, people. Let it be known. Uh is my solo episodes with Sam and Mike individually as like two oh, separate yeah. <laughs> things because I've done like one solo episode with each of them and they were just like fucking fun. I think the one I don't remember if it was I might have done two actually with you, Sam, but I, I'm pretty sure I could be yeah. wrong. But I think the Thunderdome one was one of the ones where it was just you and I. It was. And it was just because the whole fucking time we were just goobering around. We're like, in the Thunderdome. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like Sam and I just really go off the rails when Mike's not around. Because, <laughs> like, Michael usually, like, pull us back in. But it was interesting also to then have kind of a, a, a different version of that when it was just Mike and I. And I know it was, like, a recent episode. but yeah, it was, like, two episodes ago. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking raw dog Mike when. and Tony episode where we're just like, <laughs> it was it was so fun. It was so chaotic, but like it was just like a blast. And a lot of people were messaging afterwards, and they're just like, it sounded like you guys just had so much fun, and it's like, <laughs> like we did. Yeah, <laughs> like this is accurate. <laughs> and so like, those are definitely some of my favorite like episodes that we've done just a, as a whole. I think sure. a, another thing while we're in the vein of like guests and 
non-traditional episodes where some of us are missing. I think some of my favorite episodes are the ones where we have Nick or yeah. Pat on, like, cause they just bring such like you a know, different energy and <laughs> it's great. Like Pat just brings such a better energy than Tony. It's just like, so fucking <laughs> sucks. Yeah, so, he's just like, so much better than yeah, Tony. Just like more handsome, friendlier, better, decks, better shoes, better. <laughs> yeah. Is better, better pizza, better Papa John's. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say when we all cracked beers and did the the Magic Thirty oh episode. My <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, the Magic Thirty episode—that's a whole nother one. That that is particularly funny and goofy and insane. Uh, that's episode twenty-one, and for a long time, that was our most downloaded episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because we were chatting about Magic Thirty and people wanted to like hear about it because it was kind of like the Vegas Con was kind of controversial and had some like things going on. Um, which is funny because at the start of that episode, I'm like, please don't listen to this. If this is your first <laughs> Alex Saltmine episode and people just didn't give a shit. Just great. I have two other episodes I need to shout out. The first one is HSM 20 mall yes. rats, <laughs> mall rats reconnaissance and a new LGS. Um, for me, that is one of my favorite episodes because I was a mall rat growing up. And I think that just has such a memorable tangent in it so much that we yeah. like named the episode after it it was right around here where we where we sort of changed a little bit and started just like chatting in the beginning which is like so fun yeah it was one of the first longer sections that we had where we just <laughs> talked about being at the mall for like a long time like 15 minutes of mall so talk great. which i'm like <laughs> so here for yeah i definitely wrote that down too as something that i was like this is just like uh such Pure gold, pure gold. I also think all the episodes where we like grill Tony about yes, salt. I was about to say <laughs> every time we put Tony on trial is some of my favorites because <laughs> we're episode... always right too. Yeah. <laughs> episode seventeen, Tony on trial is so good. It's like one of my favorite ones. Uh, what, what's horrible is it's now borderline like a miniseries. Like anytime this happens, it's always going to be Tony on trial and like two other things. I know we really do have a bunch, and it happens just frequently enough that it will not be the last time i can ensure you that <laughs> um a couple other quick inside jokes to shout out episode 31 had yes this coining is of <laughs> the term trash magic which we love to say just like shitty magic for shitty people is great and then of course the siege rhino thing where we were talking about how great siege it, it, rhino is. <laughs> Bust I, haven't hard. Built, I haven't built the deck yet but i'm built i no you'll never build like it. i got lists in the it. back of my mind that had yeah, it where you, i'm just like you won't do that i definitely am going to <laughs> <laughs> my wink on is going to be siege rhino exclusively like there will be no other way to win the game except for siege rhino what else well, I think the other thing to touch on, because I don't remember exactly how it went down, but on HSM 16, it's like something, something, something and vintage Cheeto dust. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. it's like one of my vintage. I Cheetos. might just say this. Oh, in, in well, the episode, I think we call vintage it vintage Cheeto, Cheeto dust. Cheeto dust yeah. though. And I don't know if it was in the post or if it was like like we just like said that but i literally say this in my day-to-day -day life now like <laughs> all the time <laughs> the post was about touching other people's cards and we were just like railing on uh, all the the problems that could happen with touching other people's cards yeah we're like i don't want your i don't want your cheeto i don't want your vintage cheeto dust getting all smeared onto my cards Let, let's read it real quick let's hear it let's hear it so the, the post title is my opponent doesn't want me to touch the cards i stole from him oh my god i remember this one is so fucking buck wild <laughs> i have a deck where the main strategy is stealing permanence people usually don't have a problem with it but there is a guy who refuses to let me touch his permanence and says that he will do the things with the cards that i want to do this both slows down my turns considerably especially at bigger tables and gives me one more thing to pay attention to during the game. He gets pretty upset if I touch it accidentally. I just wanted to ask this sub, is this reasonable? Sorry if my question is stupid. I'm pretty new to the game. Ugh. Insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think Mike said it at the time, but when you're playing a game, you need to let your opponents play with the game pieces. Like, I get it. You got a guy's cradle sleeved up. You don't want your opponent to touch it. That's fine, but come come to the table with a solution in hand. Come with a proxy. Come with like an infinite token, 
uh, write it down. You know, there there are solutions here, but it's it's got to be so insane to follow the board state when someone doesn't let you even put the card you control on your side of the table. Yeah. I think what's more important than Mike said is I think Mike originated the Cheeto dust comment. And I think Sam added the vintage Cheeto dust. <laughs> and I feel like I remember having debates when we were naming it. I was like, I want it to say vintage Cheeto dust, but it was too long. And like, yeah. All episode titles, let it be known. I have great title names. And Tony then Sam's like, no, you can't do any of these things. They're all too long. Blah, blah, Tony blah, has, blah. Tony has no concept of, of what title length should be for all of our episodes. He's always like, could it be an entire sentence? Like, no, <laughs> it needs to fit on the top of a card in our card art, man. All it of Tony's episode names would also be like 60% cuss words. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> They would be great. Maybe what we need to <laughs> he start doing is refute it. <laughs> he doesn't even refute it. any of that. We need to start releasing like the Tony titles in the Patreon, <laughs> like in the Discord, and then like no, the regular that. title that comes out. We don't need to do that. Let the people vote. <laughs> uh, let no, the people speak. Not. Let them let them know what they should have. You know, this isn't a democracy. <laughs> oh my god, it's a mine, and we're the foreman, Tony. <laughs> I just this really is like a magical moment for me. Like I I love this host so much. A because of its content and B because it has vintage shear just for me now. So like every time I pick up a card and I've got schmutz on my I think I said to Stephanie once, she was like picking up my controller. I'm like did you wash your hands? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, I don't need like vintage Cheeto dust and shit on my fucking controller. So like, maybe you should wash your hands. Oh my God. Uh, we were just like eating like wings or something <laughs> and like chips. And I was like, come on, what are you doing? Then she was mad at me, but it's fine. <laughs> well, guys, that was a lovely trip down memory lane. Um, I'm just going to say it. If People enjoy this kind of like looser format. Like obviously this is very structured, but this is how a lot of our extra salt episodes are on our Patreon. We we generally keep it a little bit more raw, a little bit looser. We're just kind of shooting the shit, talking about stuff. We're doing deck techs, we're doing other things like that. So if you dig it, if you've if you've been with us until now, until episode 50, hop on in. There may even be an episode 50 surprise. A one-year mm. celebration surprise for the patrons. A bonus episode. Hot. So to stay tuned for that. Is it the 50th time? Ooh. Ooh. I think... Actually, I think this is like the... Considering the last episode... And we definitely shut the recorded... fuck up. Is it the fiftieth time? <laughs> I think it is. We, I think definitely... it is the fiftieth time. I don't think there's any other things in the background to consider. I just think this is the fiftieth time. We, we definitely recorded an episode that was just so bad we didn't release it. <laughs> it was so sleepy. Remember? We recorded, recorded an like episode on a Saturday morning <laughs> at like nine a.m. We were like, "Well, we can't fit it in any other time. I guess we have to do this morning episode." Yeah, and we were all it was just so like. Bad. Well, do you guys think this is kind of salty? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That the last episode has seen the light of day on the Patreon. That episode will never see the light of day. <laughs> Even though I do have the recording somewhere. But we reread some of the posts though, I think. We did. Anyway, I we think did. we did. But anyway, yeah. it's the fucking 50th time of the week. Yeah, it is that time of the week, Tony. <laughs> it's the time of the week where we ask, Mike, what's the salty guard of the week? The salty card of the week this week. Yes. Salty card of the week. Thank you, Sam, for that beautiful rendition of our intro music. That's definitely only our intro music and nothing else, nothing else out in the world. <laughs> yeah. um, the salty card of the week this week is something that is not signified by our 50th episode, but it is impending disaster. It is. <laughs> You've cursed us. I have not cursed us. I swear. I said it wasn't. So we're all set. <laughs> Um, it is one and a red for an enchantment that says during your upkeep, if there are seven or more lands in play, sacrifice impending disaster and destroy all lands. Ooh, 
So, Sam, this card make you salty? So I've never, ever faced this card. I'll just throw <laughs> that out. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever put it in a deck. Maybe Pat has it in a couple decks. I had you it know? in Brian. I don't think oh, I ever okay. cast it, but I had it. I would have been so fucking mad if you had <laughs> I know you would have. Yeah, I know you would have. We should turn over there, Tony. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's land destruction. Land destruction always gets me salty. That said... I have tried to brew this card into so many decks mm -hmm. because I think it's kind of awesome. And I think it has like CDH potential because it's so low mana uh, to be like a huge, huge tempo play. Um, I think it is in Maria decks sometimes mm. that gruel commander that can tap artifacts for mana. Um, I think sometimes you see it there because you can power out a bunch of cheap artifacts cast this, destroy all the land. I mean, the threshold of eight lands gets hit so quickly in an EDH game. Seven lands. Just oh, is it seven? Seven, yeah. seven or more lands. You, you're casting that, and it's it's going to pop off pretty soon. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to judge what my salt would be. I would probably be salty just because MLD generally makes me salty. But I think it's a really spicy card, man. And I think it's kind of cool. I want to play it. I don't want anyone to play it against me, though. <laughs> yeah. Tony, how does this make you feel? That's fucking stupid. This card is stupid. <laughs> I hate this fucking card. I have never seen it, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> I literally, like, you read it. I was like, what the fuck is this card? And then you read and then you read the description of it, and I was like, oh, fuck that card. I'm glad I haven't seen it, and I would be upset if I did see it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel salty right now. I feel like I haven't felt this salty about the salty card in a while, and I feel it right now. I don't know why it's triggering me so hard, but I'm like, this is not, I would not be cool with this. I think what makes it worse is you see it. It's just sitting yeah. there, Impending. and I'm not running removal, so I'm not going to be able to get rid of it. <laughs> and then, like, it's going to hit, and they're going to do, whoever, if you put this in a deck, like, you've got a reason for it, right? You're going to be, mm -hmm. like, a dick about it. you like, got, like, shit to do or whatever. Ugh, I would be mad. They probably just board wiped you and then played this, and then I'm like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah, it does sort of have that like defense of the heart kind of effect where like you're waiting for sort of your opponents to trigger it on into your upkeep. Yeah. And if you're running it in your deck, you should be using it to its fullest. Yeah. How about you say Mike? Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Me uh. again? Okay. How about <laughs> it doesn't really make me salty? Mike, how does this card make you feel? Uh, this one makes me salty more like for the reason that Sam said of <laughs> I've tried to put this index. I've had this index, but I haven't been able to resolve this uh, or I haven't had like a reason to, you know, I've had it sit in my hand and been like, well, I have no reason to play this. Um, but there are some interesting stats and facts about this card here. Uh, one of the most interesting things is that this card is only 60 cents. Wow, Really? <laughs> card is ridiculously cheap yeah because it also says lose your friends when you play this card he does say that that's that's the flavor text actually <laughs> <laughs> um, due to like how rounding works on edh rec it shows up in 3600 decks which means that it shows up in zero percent quote unquote <laughs> of the decks on edh rec which i think oh, is hilarious <laughs> um yeah it just doesn't exist where do you guys think this falls on the salty card of the week? 27. Uh, you're guessing 27? Yeah. I'm going to guess 58. This is 56. What the oh, fuck? baby, Tony, you were a piece of shit. I just don't know how to read these people anymore. I feel like I have to stop trying to think what the people who filled Tony, this out are going to do. I am a man of go the with my people. Soul. I'm a man of the people. You are up there on your high horse. You're so out of touch with reality, dude. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. I love it. Hey, Mike, I got an idea. This is episode 50. Let's give the listeners a bonus salty card of the week. All a right. little extra gift, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the extra salty card of the week this week is Ruination. It's the extra salty card of the week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that was great, Sam. Thank you. Um, B minus at a minimum. For anyone that couldn't hear over the, the beautiful music of the muses that was playing into your ears wow. there. The extra salty card of the week this week is Ruination. 
It Ooh. is three and a red for a sorcery that says destroy all non-basic lands. Whoa. <laughs> so in the same place. It's got the same Definitely flavor in the text same vein. as the last, yeah, in the same uh, salty the last vein. card. So Tony, how does this one make you feel? Uh, it depends on what deck I'm playing. <laughs> Shocking. Any of my older decks are like, fucking hell yeah, bring it on, because I've read nothing <laughs> but fucking basics in them. <laughs> I was actually playing one of those decks the other night when we played. I was playing my Zyrus deck, and the mana base sucks ass because it's all basics. <laughs> no, you have non-basics. They're just all shitty couple. tap non-basic. Your first yeah. three turns were like, tap non-basic. Tap yeah. non-basic, scry one card. Gain one life. I don't think I even got a scry on him. I think it was just so. the gain one life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is even worse. It might as well say go get fucked because you're going to have 41 life and someone's yeah, going to be like, oh, he's in the lead. I'm attacking him <laughs> yeah. since he's yeah. got more life. That's literally what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is similar to the other fact, right? Like, I fucking hate it as well. <laughs> Sam, how does this one make you feel? <laughs> Man... I'm going to be a broken record. I also think this one is cool. And I try to put it in decks because it's, it's so much easier to play around. Yeah. This one's way more playable than impending disaster. Yeah. Like you can break parody with ruination very, very easily. Um, and four mana, like just isn't that high. Like if you're mm -hmm. really into uh, like a basic land package, or if you're playing mono red, of course, like this becomes pretty fantastic. Even if you're just in like two colors, I think you could probably get away with this and maybe lose one or two lands. Whereas your greedier opponents will lose more. Again, I'm going to say it. I think this might have some like fringe CDH applications because so many of the CDH decks out there are running non-basics. It, it's like you're either a monocolor deck in CDH these days, or you're on like, a hugely greedy non-basic mana base with just a couple um, basics at all, if you have them. So I, I mean, it's a cool card, man. I, I'm pretty sure I have a foil one of these lying around as well, which has also made me <laughs> want to put it in a deck. <laughs> what do you think about this, Mike? I love it. I, uh, I think it's got that broken parody thing that you, you were saying, Sam, and you guys give me grief all the time for running board wipes, but the way to make a board wipe actually feel less bad is by having it be asymmetrical. Yeah. You know, if you board wipe everyone else, but you're left in a position where you can actually end the game, people are generally a little bit less upset by that because then the game ends and you can move on to the next one. Yeah, people and, love Psych Rift. Yeah, people, that's true. <laughs> people love Psych Rift. <laughs> um, I also love that in casual what this does is punish people that have put a lot of money into their decks i always love effects that are that are imbalanced on like the you know the budget factor like the budget deck is like okay this is fine but the the super pricey like 600 dollar wooberg legends like that one is suffering under the uh the pain of losing all of its land so or my like one thousand dollar blinged out alesha deck that has like all the most expensive non-basics <laughs> right that, that isn't a great deck but just gets hosed by like non-basic hate so hard <laughs> right but uh but don't play this against me definitely yeah. don't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> mike where does it sit on the list yeah mike well, can, we, can we guess where this one sits on the list no you can't because i already what? told you i already told you i'm gonna guess 50 What's your guess, uh, Sam? You can't say the same thing as me. <laughs> I'm going to guess 50. And Tony, uh, you can't say the same thing as me, so you better not. I I said mine first, actually. So um, I think the, you will find the really recording awkward. says something differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is actually 69. No. That nice. would have been the most hilarious <laughs> no. thing if you did that to us, actually. <laughs> No, this one is, in fact, in celebration of our 50th episode, this is Salty Card 50 on the top Hell 100 yeah. Salty Cards. Love it. Love it so much. Well, that wraps up our extra Salty Card of the week. So thanks for thanks for playing. And thank you, Mike, for the extra Salty Card. And thank you to <laughs> But seriously, thank you for tuning into the show. This episode was a little bit different than our typical ones. Thank you so much for listening at all. Like Tony said, when we kicked this episode off, this is like kind of a crazy thing. Like to make it 50 episodes, 
and to just be like riding a wave that is continually moving up it's extremely cool i don't think any of us would have imagined that this was going to happen when we kicked off the show we definitely had like uh, dreams that this might occur and that we might gain some popularity and get a cool following of just some like awesome people in the community and have that happen is just so cool uh it's just a humbling experience it's awesome i mean you know we would just be three unfunny guys reading reddit posts <laughs> without our <laughs> listeners hashtag throwback the true 30 yeah, which is a great throwback to <laughs> to a reddit comment we received one time that like lives rent free in my head i think it's so funny <laughs> i think it might have been the first time that we did a reddit post for uh like a new episode too i, I could be wrong it, it was our patron sugi time had made a post uh this was way before we became a patron way before we had a patreon he made a post and was just like, hey, I love The Howling Saltmine. It's a great show. Other people should check it out. And one person replied and said, three unfunny guys reading Reddit posts, I'll pass. <laughs> it, is, it is so funny to me. I love it, man. Uh, but seriously, without you guys, that is what we would be. So um, huge thank you to everybody who's tuned in, everybody who sent a salty story. Oh, man. I just have one more thing to say. I meant to mention this earlier. Rest in peace to the mail time song. Dude, I wrote that down. Oh, I can't believe I didn't list that. I was like, things that we don't even do anymore. Yeah. The things that have already died. Mail time. The mail time <laughs> song. What I wrote. <laughs> Dude, the mail time song was so fucking good. Oh. <laughs> but, but it's just because like we don't do it as a separate segment, you know? It's just like yeah, we're just I like mean, reading posts all the time, which is nice. So if if we had to fucking read the song every goddamn episode, yeah. that would be <laughs> like two times like an episode it. sometimes. I'd be like, no, fuck that. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean I, I forget when it was, but uh I think it was at the turn of the new year, but but we dissolved mail time because we just started getting so many salty stories from our listeners and from our patrons and, and all the people out there in the community that it was like, we, we have way more salty stories from the community than we do Reddit posts that we're finding. We need to like combine these. So I loved those mail time episodes when we first did them. Uh, I loved singing the mail time song. <laughs> I'll sing it again someday. Someday in our live studio episode that we uh, do in front of an audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And if you want more Howling Saltmine content, uh, and like we said, a very special episode 50 for the patrons, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Saltmine. Also, if you have a salty story, a salty confessional, or something like that that you want to be on the show in the future, email us at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com or DM us on any of our social media, Twitter, Instagram. You can check it all out in the link tree. We've got merchandise. You can rep the Howling Saltmine brand. You can rep blue is a trash color for trash people shirt. We have a crop top. We've got sweaters. We have all that great stuff. Check it out at our bonfire store. The link is in our bio below. Um, if you haven't given us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app already, that is a huge way to help out the podcast. It makes us more visible. Uh, this is actually really cool. So I was messing around on Spotify the other day and like clicked on like some other popular commander podcasts. And if you click on like other suggested podcasts, like other shows like this, like we were showing up in the algorithm. Oh, sick. Thanks, algorithm. Sick. Yeah. Thanks, I was algorithm. Like, Thanks to our friends at working. Spotify that we met in Philly for manipulating the algorithm <laughs> to get us into recommendations. Yeah. I hope that that $5 bill is warm in their pockets still. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have to shout out our amazing podcast artist, Devin Burnett. Uh, if you're ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit him up, get a tattoo. He's an amazing guy. Super cool dude, and we are blessed to have his beautiful art on our podcast. 10,000 subscribers are a bust. Indeed. Thanks yeah. again, everybody. Stay salty, and here's to another 50 episodes. Don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Well, this is just where it has like all of them listed with the episode title.
I don't think we have anywhere else where they're like listed with the full episode title. Spotify, like Spotify. any podcast app, but you know, oh, whatever, I guess I could like find us there. wherever you get your. Just to me, I don't <laughs> listen to your I don't, podcast. I don't fucking listen. I listen beforehand, bitch. I don't fucking boost our numbers artificially with my own listening. <laughs> I don't. I don't anymore, but I definitely used to. I know. <laughs> uh, I was just eating it, like <laughs> just straight up some barbecue sauce off a spoon. Oh and God. I guess I, like, a little bit what yeah, you that's deserved that's you that. deserved all your clothes it's like to homemade be barbecue sauce it's good shit i'm not gonna any of that sweet baby ray's bullshit still don't do that though i like it mm. wrong mm. well welcome back prospectors <laughs> <laughs> another episode of the hell so bad it's the time of the week where we ask mike <laughs> mike <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, guys, I screwed up.